0: I forgot what I titled this one, which is pretty bad, but <laughs> I think I titled it Cyber, because that's Donald Trump's like favorite word, cyber, which I, I guess we can talk about that in the after show, where it's a little bit less public. But we're here tonight with Alex Bass of Cyberbytes Inc. and Blaze over at Crackberry. How you both doing tonight,
1: gentlemen?
2: Pretty good. Recovering from a cold.
1: <laughs> All right. I'm laughing at Alex because he was like before we went on air he's like can if i cover my mouth like this can you guys hear me cough and i'm like no (laughs) it's kind of an
0: interesting week one of the lighter ones we've had we're light on casting crew scott's actually out of town i think he'll be back december 7th if i believe but just to kind of preface this whole podcast i think we need to Blaze needs to reiterate his uh, DTEC70 thread on CrackBerry about the Jesus. hypervisor <laughs> PB11. Just please stop. <laughs> please stop. It was funny like the first couple times, like two weeks ago, but now it's just too much. If if, if you don't know what we're talking about, good. Let's <laughs> keep it that way. Otherwise, definitely check out Blaze's thread uh, disavowing more or less this hypervisor idea and some just things that have been floating around online in terms of uh, you know assets but similarly to Alex's cold seems like AT&T's actually gotten around to this no f- service bug that ah. it was getting on its priv devices Blaze is this like a it seems more of like a Blackberry side fix more than an AT&T side fix uh, I, I guess my I'm kind of wondering like who really messed up here to cause these types of issues to happen is it a hardware thing, carrier thing, or maybe both kind of share a little bit of blame as to this type of service outage?
1: I think they both share the blame on that one, but it's definitely definitely something that came along. I mean, you know, forward-facing, it looks as though that it is strictly a BlackBerry fix, but we don't know what AT&T did on their actual network either, right? So, um, you know, you download the APK or whatever it is and run it on your device and it will fix whatever ails the situation, but uh, I think they both share the blame in, in the length of time it took to go ahead and get it corrected.
0: In the length of time it took that to get corrected, I jumped onto a Samsung. That's that's how long and arduous it was for a lot of people out there. And again, that's an isolated incident just on one carrier in the United States. It doesn't speak to priv kind of on a global scale, but at least the fix is out. BlackBerry's got that issue. So if you are for some reason still having issues with your priv, grab the update. crackberry has got the details on that. Yan Chen discusses transaction, which I thought was interesting, Alex. I guess you want to go back
2: to the at Yes, I do. Stuff. Of course. This is this, such a long thing that we can't just, like, okay, here's how you fix it and just sweep it under the rug. <laughs> no, um, <clears throat> my aunt was in touch with BlackBerry uh, support for a while, and they were actually, like, literally calling her on a daily basis at this point, trying to give her, like, updates. So they told her that, the you know, the phone was fixed, and they tried to go through and help her install this. And my aunt starts, like, frantically calling me and trying to loop me into the conversation because the BlackBerry person was under the impression that I installed something on her phone. You know how the Priv has that Lookout APK installer? Like, Lookout? It's called Lookout, I think, whatever. Um, yeah. It's installed by default. Android OEM has that installed. Yeah, yeah, understand. yeah. But, so, the BlackBerry representative thought that I installed it on her phone, and it wasn't allowing her to install... Ooh. This, you know, LTECA bugfix.apk I think it was saying it was a virus or, like, whatever So Blackberry is blaming it on me When it's like, come on, every single Android phone Like, has this installed for the most part And you guys default, like So this whole big mess And I think things are alright She's not getting great service Um, Ironically, last night I was at Helping out a client and my Pixel Ran out of service for a solid five minutes At a very inopportune time so I'm kinda getting the feeling part of this is just AT&T with, you know, with their coverage but maybe just unlucky, I don't know.
0: For those listening, that is as close to a that is as close to as a
2: bad thing
0: Alex has ever said about his Pixel. So <laughs> <laughs> that's man. as close as it gets. <laughs> oh man. You know, John Chen did this Bloomberg. Was it Bloomberg even? John Chen discussed basically the Trump election and you know why those questions were even being brought up i thought was kind of interesting but nonetheless i did find uh, it rather interesting I mean, that we had,
1: had giuliani running with them like uh, on, uh, at the security summit so it's not exactly invalid questions but
0: it's kind and of and john Chen's a, you know a registered republican as well so it yeah. is rather interesting so some of his thoughts there were i think really sobering and i think as an american personally that some of the the thing that he's more or less said is that, you know, Trump can go ahead and bring bring around a good group of people who can get the job done, right? Kind of as he's done his whole career. And if they are true to a platform of, you know, you know, basically less government, more business, that it could be potentially be good for the sector, technology included. Although, you know, there's those there's those silly, uh silly headlines that you read that Trump's never used a computer or whatever the case may be. So it's just kind of funny to hear John Chen such a respected CEO, you know, speak on those issues and do it in a way that like doesn't, you know, it doesn't elicit any kind of rhetoric, really, it's just kind of his thoughts. And I thought it was really interesting to hear. And when I hear that conversation lined up with, you know, this Blackberry in house QWERTY that I promised you guys basically what he said, I just thought it was a really poignant conversation for the time. Did either of you two check out that video? What were, what were your thoughts on that interview?
1: I don't know. It was it was an interest. I mean, let's be honest, I skipped all the Trump stuff because I really just genuinely don't care and I'm tired of hearing about Trump. So I skipped over the majority of that. I took some of it in. I'm just like, whatever, bro. See, it, when yeah. Blaze got his priv, that's
0: the privilege he wanted, right? So <laughs> to not have to hear this in his ear. And the elections are long, so yeah, I feel the same way. It's a, it's a little much. But about the things, you know, John Chen did have to say about BlackBerry, Uh, not really new stuff, but kind of uh, fresher to the ear, so to speak.
1: Yeah, I mean, what I got out of the conversation was a little bit of clarification, because for the past little while, there's been a lot of mixed messages regarding that actual device, because if if you look at the actual timeline of the conversation for that device itself... It was like John Chen talked about it, Alex Therber talked about it, then Marty Beard talked about it, and it all sounded as though that they all had different stories as to what they were trying to relay to people. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, there was no cohesiveness across the board when it came to what that would be. And, I mean, realistically, when it comes down to it, John Chen basically said the exact same thing that he said previously, but, you know, he's the CEO. Who are you going to believe? Are you going to believe in Marty Beard? Alex Thurber, or are you going to believe John Chen? I mean, it's kind of questionable as to who you actually want to believe because, you know, some people would say that John is a liar, but, you know.
0: I believe the investors.
1: Yeah, I believe that. I believe I believe whatever Chen says is probably the sticking order, I guess you could say. And whatever happened between the messages between, you know, Alex Thurber and Marty Beard, Maybe things changed in between that time. Maybe situations evolved or, you know, fell apart. But either way, the end result is that BlackBerry still has an in house QWERTY keyboard design device coming out. So, you know, we'll see how that works out.
0: That Alex has zero interest in because it doesn't no. run new. And, and, and. You know, it's funny because you know we're talking about timelines and things, and a lot of what I want to touch on on the after show is more of that kind con- kind of side of the conversation about like what the future of Android is looking like now that the Pixel is out and these phones, and what BlackBerry's competitive advantage really has to be for them to drive forward. I mean, I'm using this this Edge, and I'm trying to use all BlackBerry software, and for the most part, like I'm really enjoying it. And it's like <laughs> I have I have a, a, a you know a piece of hardware that does what it needs to do, right? Hits the, hit the spec line that I that I wanted, but then I have all the BlackBerry type things, and it's like, it's pretty pretty close to what you're going to get on something like you know a Dtex fifty or sixty or even a Priv. So I guess even for BlackBerry, the line that they're drawing right now, in terms of what their hardware to software kind of setup is going to be, is very interesting because, I think we're all kind of on the same wavelength that whether BlackBerry sells a phone or not is not really there you know, their primary motive. It's really, can I get my software into someone's hands one way or another? And maybe these types of promotions and things are are really what their marketing should be, you know, as that platform continues to grow, because you can bring it down to, you know, these three devices championing these three types of features or whatever. But if they can just Talk about a larger conversation, similarly how they did in the you know in the Washington Post and whatnot, and say, hey, we are a software company, and then start explaining in detail kind of what that is. Seems to make more sense in terms of this QWERTY in-house device that may come through. We've seen obviously in the benchmarks and things that it it could potentially be running on NuGet if it's not already being tested on it. So, do you think we're going to have to wait until this next device to kind of get NuGet out for all, or are we going to see it maybe roll through a beta program at some point, you know, be it late December, or early January? Because I'd be interested to see, uh, you know, what they're capable of to actually bring that out in a timely manner.
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's a no-brainer to put it through a beta program. Um, even like Samsung went ahead and they they have a beta program for that as well. Um, and realistically it, it does suck they're probably going to wait for a device to fully roll out Nougat that seems just the way that a lot of manufacturers like to do it and it makes sense so it's like if you buy the new device you get essentially Nougat or the newest release and for everyone else you maybe have to wait a month or maybe a month and a half two months um, so it definitely makes sense but it's a no-brainer for them to just do a beta you know you have to have a BlackBerry ID you have to be uh, in within beta zone and like, why not do that? They should be doing it.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of torn because I feel there's a a big lag that's happening. Yeah. Either way, it's like I would like to get these these updates faster, but we really just don't know. And maybe that's what I want to know, right? Maybe that's the question, the, the answer to my question. But I'd really love to know, like, well, what is what? Are, what are you doing to Android Blackberry? Like, wh- what's taking so long? Is it you know, other factors with your distribution partners and, and, and that, that takes a lot more of the time? Or is it the engineering to add your security layers in? I think that's kind of the the oversight that I'd like to see. But nonetheless, even with these distribution partners, we see them continuing to push forward. Uh, Blaze it was able to post out on Crackberry that Verizon actually is now officially rolling out Marshmallow.
1: To oh my gosh! Right, like, hallelujah. Uh, the bells are. I'm actually really <laughs> glad for the Verizon customers just so that yeah. they. Yeah. at least have a little bit of a better experience, I mean, it's been a long time coming, and obviously it took way longer than what it should have in most yeah. people's eyes, but you know it's here now, and yeah, you know, yeah, I you feel get- like
0: marshmallow is like lollipop five point five almost yeah. you know it's almost like a massive fix of the mess that lollipop was yeah. for a lot of for a lot of people out there. you know I'm just thinking here to myself guys like if they were really really focused it, I, I just wonder what the scheduling is of all of this like it doesn't seem to really line up in a cohesive manner or that maybe just doesn't have a lot of control over how these updates go but it seems like a lot of carriers want to be testing like the same OS across different manufacturers at the same time so just the way the lineup seems it's like in the United States Samsung devices will probably get Nougat at the beginning of next year, like April, March, and I can see BlackBerry bringing Nougat kind of around the same time, and it's almost like all the carriers kind of want to knock it out in one fell swoop as opposed to kind of going at the rate that the actual OEM is, is going at. So, just kind of interesting to see. And maybe it has even more to do with just the software on chip, you know, the system on chip that's on these devices as opposed to you know, some of the larger aspects there. But yeah, Blaze, you summed it up pretty well. <laughs> Verizon Owners, we can only be happy for you. I feel like uh, Priv on Marshmallow is a much nicer experience than the Lollipop one.
1: Yeah.
0: And there's nothing really we're waiting on at this point, now that I think about it in the carrier space. We're not waiting on any updates or anything like that anymore. I mean, even the unlocked AT&Ts that were being sold, those devices are getting those updates straight from BlackBerry too, so... Kind of is cool to get everybody on the same playing field in terms of this conversation. Uh, the larger global conversation that's going on now is that the d 50 and 60 aren't going to be announced in India through a new partner that was announced. Thought this was kind of a uh, interesting, but I'm I'm leery on the price point. I don't know if Blaze, you did the conversion or Alex, you took a look at it, but it's still pretty expensive there. Like it seems more expensive than it is here in the States and I don't know if that's the import taxes kind of being added in there but hopefully they got a a strategy go to market strategy for that because I I think it's a little bit overpriced for that market even both the devices really.
1: Yeah I'd say it's probably a little bit overpriced as well I mean all you have to do is just look at the comments from people who are actually in India and saying that they're not going to buy the device because of what they can buy Comparatively, now I don't necessarily agree with some of the the comparisons, but that that's not up to me. That's like that's the landscape that BlackBerry has to deal with, and if those comparisons are being made just simply based off a of price alone, then that that should be you know a consideration for BlackBerry within that market, especially um, when it comes down to the fact that they're they're saying that you know. India is a is a big market for us, and we're going to continue to move forward, especially like um, with the distribution deals and stuff like that that are happening. I mean, there's the rumor that they're getting ready to essentially go ahead and announce additional deals with the distribution partner that they lined up for the D-Tech 50 and the D-Tech 60. You know, if that's going to be the case, and they're going to continue to push within India, then they really need to look at the strategy in terms of pricing and see what they can do to make it better within that region so that, you know, it's just not all for naught. Like, if you're going to have that market and you're going to try and lead in that market, then you also have to be comparatively priced within that market for it to even matter. Otherwise, it's just a waste of time, right?
0: It, it really is kind of perplexing. Like, if I'm Blackberry in India and I know the history that my brand has had, do I try to bait consumers or do i hone in on those enterprise users that i could potentially have in the in the region and i wonder kind of how that that thought process goes to close in your article you're taking a quote and it says as we implement a new strategic direction in our mobility solutions business we will continue to leverage third parties to distribute and market blackberry handsets so in this new partnership we can imagine a lot of that distribution and marketing is going to be done by someone else. The costs are going to be elsewhere. So maybe potentially in these types of deals the cost is raised a little bit so that both parties kind of get more skin in the game. And again, a lot of a lot of oversight on what that may look like, but I think Blaze is absolutely correct. They have to work on getting closer to where the people really are in terms of their spending to be able to really push a device like this. Especially DTEC 60. Like DTEC 50 there's just so many cheaper options of Android in and that region of the world, so it's tough. What else we have in our topic list, guys? I'm going through it right now. We're we're making good time. Uh, the only other thing that I really talked about in, in terms of our topic list was that Hub Plus Services has been available for Android devices, and I just found it kind of interesting as I trans transition it on this device, like I know Alex probably isn't gonna give much BlackBerry software a chance, but do you still use like the BlackBerry calendar, Alex? Is that something you use on your Pixel?
2: Yeah, I mean the BlackBerry calendar is like pretty much the one main no brainer for me. I have meeting mode automatically turned on because we're on the podcast right now. I I still haven't found an adequate solution for that um, on Android. Aside from the BlackBerry calendar, there's the baked in solution that puts it on do not disturb, but I can't set it so it's like a do not disturb that's vibrate only because I, I like having the vibrate there versus a fully do not disturb. Um, I don't know. I, I'm still going to use, I, I can't not use BlackBerry calendar just for that feature alone, which shows, you know, to a point the productivity that I still love about BlackBerry that I can't not use them because, you know, there's no other alternatives, at least for me.
0: Yeah. On my on my S7, I've been feeling a lot of the same things where it's like there's, these apps are just more productive than what I would be using otherwise. And I didn't install all of them. And I put up a post on Barry Flow in our portfolio section about how to get Hub Plus services. And basically, you go subscribe to Hub Plus services, but then if you want to get that keyboard, Cobalt has a little workaround that you can get. And Maybe not the best thing to promote, but I do think it's kind of cool because BlackBerry ha- doesn't actually have a solution for me to go give them my money for that product. But it is still available. And like, I can't use BlackBerry software without the keyboard almost. It feels like a, an unholy circle, so to speak. And I, I, Alex, I know you, you probably use like the Google keyboard or something else right now, correct? Yeah. So well, what features in the Google keyboard did you appreciate that held you against, you know, downloading the BlackBerry keyboard and going to put it on your Pixel?
2: Um, realistically, I've just kind hater. of... <laughs> gotten, <laughs> He's no. just a hater, yeah, that's what. No, i gotten used to the little things, uh, which BlackBerry, they have some equivalents to it. So, like, on the space bar, if you slide left and right, it moves the cursor left and right, which the BlackBerry yes. keyboard, you have the, the tapping left and tapping right. The directional icons sometimes that show up. Um, swiping backwards over the delete key allows... Really, this is... I, I don't know. Did they actually do any... I think they may have added this to the BlackBerry keyboard, but, so I like using swipe, but I do also like the, the swiping to delete, and on yeah, BlackBerry keyboard you can't it. have both. Did They did add that then? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, there's very few things. One thing I have gotten used to is, uh, you can set it, so instead of doing uppercase if you hold down the letter, you can do a symbol. So like, if I hold my finger over N for a second, it just says explanation point versus a capital N. Um, I, if, if I could do that, then I would probably switch to the BlackBerry keyboard. It's just a matter of, like, I've gotten used to that. It's something so little and stupid, but just holding down... Because I never hold down to do a capital letter. Like, I've, I never use that. I don't care about that. So adding yeah. one different letter... Because you're
0: Passport user. <laughs>
2: uh, hey, I had a Passport for a couple months. It was
0: nice on Passport, because you didn't have to do anything... Touch screen, you know, you yeah. can just hold the letter and, and boom, you had your capital. That's where I got used to even typing that way, to be quite honest. Yeah, so nothing, nothing else, just the Blackberry calendars holding out. I, I want to go through like what's in the Hub Plus subscription because a lot of people actually think that it's got the DTech app and it doesn't. And you'd think that's like Blackberry's premier Android app that that's something that would be there, but it almost doesn't make sense for DTech to be available because. It ties so closely into the security system that BlackBerry themselves distribute. So you get calendar, contacts, hub, which is awesome, keyboard, the launcher, notes,
1: BlackBerry keyboard. Do you?
0: In yeah, I'm looking actually at the the little workaround right now. So not the key, not not solution. yeah. Yeah, not not the keyboard. The BlackBerry Notes, password keeper, tasks, and then BlackBerry Transfer. So you get a pretty broad spectrum of the BlackBerry offerings, but. One of the things that Alex and I have discussed is that it gets really tough to be competitive with that type of offering. It's like Google Keep is gonna be a better tasks and yeah. notes because it, you know, it's just more developed. Uh, password Keeper, as great as it is, the fact that it syncs with your BBID, that you can do secure notes and a bunch of other things is great, but then there's systems like LastPass that work across mobile devices, across laptops yeah. and the
1: okay. like. You like I don't, maybe- use, I don't use Password Keeper, I use uh, 1Password because I have it on my desktop, I have it on my Android device, I have it on my iOS device, and no. I don't need to worry about it. Like, no matter what device I pick up or where I'm headed, I always have my passwords with me.
2: Yeah.
1: And that's that's a drawback for um, you know,
2: Password Keeper, Password Keeper
1: yeah. on Blackberry. especially Especially the whole desktop aspect of it all, like I really wish that BlackBerry would focus a lot more um, concentration on sort of like desktop solutions. Like, we totally. we I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna go into beating down the 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 BlackBerry blend dead horse, but I mean just like common things that, that are simple. Like, why don't I have my notes app on my desktop? Like, why don't I have like a calendar integration on? Well. Calendar's a yeah, bad example because yeah. it, it does. Um, but <laughs> yeah. when I have my password keeper on there, right? Like those would be would be great implementations. Hell, I would even like, I would even appreciate if there was like a cloud backup service for password keeper. There's no cloud backup service for password yeah. keeper. I it's, need to import and export them in order to move devices or wipe yeah. devices and stuff like that. It's it's you know. It's more. It's less than what it needs to be. It could be so much more.
0: And, and that pacing is part of why I'm hesitant to like fully envelop myself in, in these Android devices Blackberry themselves are putting out because you get great services. I mean, you're basically getting a very, very close to vanilla type Android experience, which is actually like unheard of today because everybody else is doing kind of their own flair. Yeah. So to get something that's very minimal and close to vanilla, especially post-Nexus, is actually kind of refreshing but you got to understand that you have to supplement a lot of that experience. Something I'm seeing here on my, on the S7 is that like I can use the BlackBerry Hub application, right? And I can slide down, hit open calendar, and it can launch any calendar, right? It doesn't have to be the BlackBerry calendar. So if I had a Microsoft calendar experience or I was using, you know, the one that came stock on the phone, the the BlackBerry Hub plus services work really well to kind of just work as a layer in between everything else. And I'm was kind of surprised at that that it doesn't feel misplaced on a non-Blackberry device. And I thought that's really something that would happen, that it would feel like, eh, it's, you know, it doesn't really work well together, you know, to keep. But because each service is kind of like standalone in its own sense, it's actually quite nice to have it there as a layer. Even if you only interact like Alex does with one or two apps, it is still nice to have because it is, you know, it's its own little mini platform that you can load onto your phone. I'm really interested to see if they can get something on iOS because if they can nail an iOS implementation, I think that will will be pretty pretty substantial for them. But you know, iOS is also a nightmare in terms of the notification systems and whatnot, so it's definitely tough. If you're interested in getting the BlackBerry keyboard or any other of those BlackBerry applications, check out Hub Plus services in the Google Play Store. And otherwise, check out Crackberry, hit up Cobalt's website, and you'll be able to get some of those other additions in there as well. I want to switch to some of our Patreon questions here, and then we'll jump into our after show. And before we jump on our after show, I will unbox this thing that I got in the mail. We're going to see what this is all about. Although Blaze says he knows already, which... which I know.
1: know.
0: <laughs> Blaze is, is like, I read the Buried Flow BBM group. I'm like, Alex?
1: <laughs> I creep in groups, man. Yeah, but, yeah, you, yeah, you're working
0: in the back. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. So let's jump over to the Patreon. I'm actually, every time I'm reading these Patreon questions, I'm using the BBM Desktop Channel Manager because it allows me, you know, we're talking about needing web components. Like, I would not be using channels if there wasn't a web client. Like, I just could not do it, you know? And Blaze probably even more so with what you're doing over at Crackberry. Like, without the desktop solution, BBM Channels is like...
1: Yeah, there's actually a huge backstory to that, but... (laughs) We have uh, the after show. We'll go into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a
0: yeah, it's it's I think I remember this issue. We talked about it in the past. And yeah, that is a heavy conversation. <laughs> uh, the patrons asked on 124 just a couple of light items that we've kind of already covered. So <laughs> Nick says, "What is the relationship between Blackberry and I think Folia is the is the company name?" Um a collaboration tool more or less. A press release kind of went out and even Folio did something about it, really just tying in an enterprise service with the MDM platform that BlackBerry has. It seems just kind of like a mutually beneficial thing. Viper has done this in the past, uh, basically bringing on services and becoming a, a reseller of those services through their platform. So I think that's pretty cool to see. This is a question. I'll float out to you guys, Alex. You having been on Verizon in the past, why the sudden change in Verizon releasing Marshmallow when everyone thought it was stuck on Lollipop, BlackBerry muscle question mark? Kind of an interesting question. Like, what do you think were the, the real contributing factors behind Marshmallow even coming out? Do you think it was BlackBerry maybe muscling and kind of saying, "Hey guys, like, what's up?" Like, <laughs> or is it just Verizon being Verizon?
2: No, I, I guess it, like that's the weird thing. Um. I'm seeing, like, you look at a company like Verizon, I was on them before, and I was frustrated because a new phone would come out, I think, the the priv, right, it came to AT&T first, and, like, that was the reason that we switched over to AT&T. So it's like, okay, you know, Verizon does not care about BlackBerry, so we entire family switched over to AT&T, and then it's, like, it's weird because, like, the Pixel and stuff like that comes out exclusive to Verizon, and now Verizon's, they're, like, they're doing some updates and things like that, but they still don't care about BlackBerry. So I think it's just Verizon being Verizon, um, and I feel like yeah, like all it really had to take at a certain point was like BlackBerry going and then be like, "All right, like I understand you guys don't care about us, but it's like this." We understand been... you just
0: launched the Pixel as an exclusive. Yeah, but...
2: it's like seriously though, you're you're gonna make people want to move off your service to like it, it. It's it's such a simple thing to push out that like why not just do it? I wonder. Uh, I wonder if like this no service problem was something something within Marshmallow, or and that delayed it at all, or because um, it it was an APK that they pushed out to fix it, right? So like I wonder if that problem didn't exist, and I wonder if it was solely AT and T, or possibly could have happened to Verizon.
0: When I spoke with AT and T, they told me that BlackBerry told me, which. When you're getting it third-hand already, yeah, you can't, yeah. you got to take it with a grain of salt, of course. But they told me it was a multi-carrier issue that BlackBerry was aware of, but okay. it wasn't isolated to AT&T. So, yeah. you know, whatever stake that has is just interesting to hear. Yeah. Another question that we had here, since DTEK-60 isn't offered through carriers in the United States, is there anything hindering BlackBerry from releasing a Nougat update? Please, why don't you take that one? <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's nothing. I mean, they can go ahead and release the NuGet update whenever the hell they want. But the only the only thing hindering them at this point would be the amount of employees that they have working on it working to be on. able to go ahead and making sure that it's all good to go. Thank um, you. Thank you. And it's kind of funny that you mentioned that because I hadn't thought about it before. But yeah, that that potentially has. A really good impact on how soon or how late that we actually end up or at least some BlackBerry users specifically DTEK60 users end up with Nougat because I mean that technically if you wanted to look at it BlackBerry Mm -hmm. could roll out Nougat to unfortunately for some the DTEK60 before they ever even roll it out to like Priv or dtek even the DTEK50 right so I don't know. That's an interesting scenario. I love these questions the, because they bring up certain scenarios that I didn't think of. Yeah, that question was from Israel. Uh,
0: I'm 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 thinking here as well that people need to understand. Like right now, if this is a list of the things BlackBerry cares about, at the top of that list is not nougat. Yeah. It's not a, it's yeah. not a smartphone. Even smartphones are down here. So like. Yeah, there's nothing hindering them, but they their entire focus is not here. You know, it's elsewhere in terms of you know building out the rest of these deals that they they've got going on, and you know, smartphones are super important, but they're really probably much more uh, focused on the security of all those plat- those layers going on. Uh, Sean asks here, very interested in your BlackBerry slash Samsung experience. I don't want to drone on about it, to be quite honest, but. <laughs> Sean, it's it's good. I mean, the specs are similar to a DTEC sixty, so I'm I'm using it, and it's more of an experiment more than a, a cheating on my girl type thing with BlackBerry. It's more, I just want to see what it's all about because if this is if software, if these apps are going to be the the spearhead for BlackBerry into the future, I worry about the rate of which they can actually stay. You know, like when how how long is it till the one feature Alex likes in the calendar app? taken by a service he prefers, you know? Yeah. It's things like that that worry me. And, you know, I find myself using the services and saying, well, there's actually not a lot of things I'm missing here. Like, there's things that I thought maybe be a little bit more, you know, BlackBerry-specific, but, I mean, all the shortcuts are here from the launcher. I have the pop-up widgets. I don't have the productivity tab, but I have Samsung's, you know, version thereof. So it, it's been pretty good so far. Um, I'm waiting to see if you know they keep putting the pedal to the metal so to speak on what they're doing on their android effort like it's tough because like i can't get the blackberry camera on my samsung and that's something i really like like i'd like their camera ui and and things like that so it's interesting because we're only getting a small portion of what BlackBerry's real software uh, you know, image is on these devices. And if I were to put DTEC 60 next to my my edge, I'm sure the DTEC 60 would probably perform better because it is kind of wrapped under BlackBerry's umbrella. So more to report on that, I suppose. Waldo says, I did watch the whole interview with John Chen. I was surprised at his connection with the GOP. When he said it was a disaster, I thought he was talking about the DTEC 60. I guess it was not <laughs> I guess I was not following the bouncing ball to realize that he was talking about Trump. Considering the support the U.S. government gives BlackBerry, do you think that this was a wise comment? And, and, and Blaze, I think you kind of would agree with me on this, that when John Chen speaks in those types of manners, he's, he's, he's being very candid, but he's also trying to not be too heavy in terms of his sentiment, you know? He's trying to make it lighthearted and a little bit, you know off the cuff, so to speak. I don't think John Chen, when he speaks often, is, is speaking, you know, with all his cards out on the table, ever. You know what I'm saying? No. Never. Yeah, so every, everything he says is calculated, you know, or within the confines, unlike some of the things we got from our uh, from our uh, presidential elects here in, in America, right? <laughs> Not so off the cuff. But definitely... <laughs> definitely interesting once you make that connection to realize there is more going on and, and that cyber conversation is when I really want to hold in our after show because there is more of the sentiment out there. Waldo's second question is sentiment in Canada was very strong one way so don't take that last compliment as an endorsement of the win. <laughs> so it's kind of a little caveat on that last one. Now let's jump into our after show gentlemen. If you're interested in checking out the upstream after show you can hit us up on barryflow.com forward slash patreon. We have I, I honestly feel, at least lately, that like the after show is is the more uh, the more interesting conversation to a degree <laughs> because because we, we we pull back and we can kind of talk about those those topics that maybe you know we don't want to float out there so readily uh, you know live on YouTube for anyone to see. So definitely consider checking us out there if you're interested in what we've got to say. Some things I want to talk about are a little bit more of Android, Nougat, and the fragmentation that we're having with devices like Pixel and, and how that affects BlackBerry, and also about what potentially uh, a new president-elect can also do in terms of the focus of you know the economy and, and overall global corporate security. Definitely some interesting stuff ahead. Wrap it up here, Alex.
2: All right. Sounds good. I will talk to you guys in a little bit. Hope to see you other guys there. Later. Peace.